Well, good morning, and thanks for tuning in to this week's pod, CKM Podcast. Um, this is Philip. I'm filling in for Pastor Ryle today. I'm sitting here with my wife, Carla. Our pastor took our youth and some leaders and some other amazing adults to camp this week. So we're filling in for the pastor today as he makes his way back home. Um, Carla and, and my youngest son come up Wednesday night for worship service. I've been going back and forth every day from work to up there to, to be with them, and it's been amazing. Oh, yeah. Wednesday night service. I mean, that was on fire. The Holy Spirit, he really rained down on that place. It's just amazing to watch it. Yeah, I couldn't help but to thank the good Lord on the way home um, every night of this week for allowing us to be a part of that. And wow, it's it's just amazing. So, Carla, what do you want to talk about today? Well, let's talk about influencers. Okay. Do you have any that you follow? On social media? Not really. Do you? I uh, I probably got a few. <laughs> well, I Googled search some. <laughs> so because I didn't really know any, but I just You, you know. have way too much time <laughs> on your hands. Well, just hear me out. So I Googled and I went down like the longest rabbit hole, but it gave me some examples from Kylie Jenner to Kim Kardashian to people I didn't even know. And then I asked our nine year old what makes you an influencer. And his response was a thousand followers. Okay, I can see you're getting ready to really <laughs> dig in. Yeah, I did. So I did some investigation on this uh, topic, and Philip, it broke my heart that our nine year old thought in order to be an influential person that you had to have a thousand followers because that's what the the world is leading him to believe. And and two, it's not just our child; it's other children. And the sad part is it's not just children, it's adults, too. Well, you know, Google says influencers are viewed as role models and trendsetters. Uh, They often set the bar on success, popularity, or even beauty. Then you have the influencers who showcase their lavish lifestyles. They promote products that will make you want to be more like them and encourage followers to buy products that they don't need or you can't afford. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying that all influencers are bad because, I mean, there's a couple. I mean, I'm bad to watch TikTok sometimes, but there's like a couple of, um, I don't want to say I follow them, but they're, every time I see their stuff, I stop on them. So I guess they're, their algorithm, I don't know. They, they're on my thing a lot, but they're, you know, Christian. Um, I guess, I guess you would call them Christian influencers, but even so, you have to be careful on those because, um, You've got to know your Bible and know that what they're saying is real. Because I've heard um, them come across my kids' phones, and it's like, whoa, 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 what are you watching? Because that's not, you know, that's not real, what they're talking about. Well, do you know who one of the greatest leaders that's often forgot about or just not spoke about much? Who? Nehemiah. Oh, yeah. Nehemiah was a very influential man and a very effective and organized leader. Um. He had a servant's heart. He held the role of the cupbearer to King Artaxerxes. I think I'm trying to say that right, of the Persian court. Um, Nehemiah was a Jew, and it had 
<clears throat> learned from the king's brother that the Jews who survived captivity were distraught because the walls of Jerusalem were broken down and the gates were ruined by fire. And after Nehemiah heard about the Jews' distress, Nehemiah effectively, uh, immediately asked God for discernment, which is one thing that we all need to pray to God every day for is discernment um, to help weed out what's true and what's not true and what's right and what's wrong. Um, then he sat down and he wept, he mourned, he fasted, he prayed for days. His Nehemiah's heart was just torn into. It was broke. Imagine what the world would be like if our hearts broke like that for the souls of men. And we prayed and asked God to give us a heart for where he has placed us, but more importantly for the people that he has placed in our lives. You know, God's heart is always about the people. Well, just imagine if people would just pray and ask God to enable them to see people how God sees them. Yeah, and, and for compassion, because it's almost impossible to do anything for the Lord without compassion. You know, when you read the the full story of uh, Nehemiah, it starts in the book of Ezra, and then, you know, and, and then you go to over to Nehemiah, and then you can understand why he is so heartsick um, over this. You know, you think, like, have you ever, there was a situation that you had hoped in, and it didn't turn out quite the way you had planned. And sometimes you just want to give up and shut people down or, you know, shut them out. But Nehemiah, he was fully aware of Moses's commands and the promises that he had read through Jeremiah and Isaiah, that if the people would return to God, that he would regather them in Jerusalem. Well, the king, the king noticed how distraught, sad look in Nehemiah's face. When Nehemiah had told the king what he had heard, the king asked him, what did he want to do? And, I mean, that tells you some of the position that and the trust that the king had in Nehemiah as his servant and cupbearer. Um, so Nehemiah, in front of the king, he prayed to God and asked, king, asked the king to make him the governor of Judea. Yeah, because, you know, the cupbearer, that's a, a really trusted position. And um, it, it even says in Nehemiah, he said that um, he had never been before the king um, in that state of mind before. So that that shows a lot of bravery there and on Nehemiah's part. But um, you know what verse keeps coming to mind, though, um, is uh, Matthew twenty three eleven. You know, to lead, you must serve. And in order to serve, you must have a heart for people and love. And I believe that um, Nehemiah did, obviously. Um, but um, leadership, you know, without love, is just manipulation, really. And like the saying goes, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's true. Um, you know, the king made Nehemiah the governor of Judea, just like Nehemiah had requested, which even tells you how much more he trusted mm-hmm. Nehemiah. And from that moment, Nehemiah had heard of the destroyed walls and the distraught people. Nehemiah was in prayer. God led Nehemiah's decision from the start. And the key thing here is the prayer. Nehemiah spent a lot of time with God. And that, that's one thing even even today as we're going through things, when we're going through these down downward spirals of depression or hopelessness or grief or anything, mm-hmm. you know, we got to spend more time in prayer 
And when we see our brothers and sisters that are going through this, we we need to intercede for them in prayer and spend time for God. Oh yeah, um, you know you, you you think you know he, his plan was so well organized. Um, I I like that story, but his plan was so well organized, and it was not done on a whim. And and that's like very very important in a leadership position. Um, you know, he spent a lot of time in prayer on his own and also with his workers. Yeah. Um, so the center of his Nehemiah's plan was prayer. Yeah. Well, see, now, and once once he was in Jerusalem and he got back, he assessed the situation very carefully. Um, he was very focused on what he had to get done and the tasks that he wanted to complete. And he let God lead him in every way. He did not let one thing distract him. He kept God in front and followed God's lead. He encouraged the people, and he let them know of the difficult task, but he encouraged them that they would be a part of the rebuild. And before you know it, he had a large group of a crew of people ready to build the wall. And he had gave everyone a job, and in less than two months, the walls of Jerusalem were back up. And Nehemiah ended up serving as governor for 12 years. He could have done anything that he wanted to do because of the power that he had, but he didn't because, one, he feared God, um, and two, he chose to honor God and lead the people to complete their task that the Lord had given him. You know, Raul, Raul has a, he preached a sermon one time talking about the rebuilding of that wall. And our Pastor Ryle knows a thing or two about laying a brick or two. <laughs> and one of the things that's always stuck out to me that I never read until he told that sermon or he preached that sermon was, you know, he had the people building that wall with a sword in one hand and a trial in the other hand. I mean, that's just amazing because yeah. the enemy's all around. You know, that they had their they had their sword in one hand. They had what they were working with in the other hand to rebuild this wall. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't a sloppy plan either, and I think that's that was key, patience and hopefulness. Like he prayed and he waited for God to answer, and he knew God had a, had called him to build that wall, and so he never tried to attack his enemies. He trusted God would deal with them. And, um, you know, you, you can't change the world <clears throat> by your opinions, but you can by your example, and you can't. Have a heart of stone. In the book of Ezekiel, God promises to remove um, the heart of stone from us, and we weren't meant, you know, we weren't meant to have hearts of stone. We were meant to have soft hearts and hard feet, hearts that would be full of compassion and feet hard enough to walk, you know, walk in the challenges of our calling. So don't end up with a hard heart in soft feet, you know, but I'm here to tell you that the moment you decide to follow Jesus, that you become a leader, an influencer, because from the, from that moment on, people be, will be watching you and to see how God is working in your life. Whether you have one follower or a thousand followers, you are an influencer. So, you know, you got to think, how am I going to influence my followers? Are you going to pray and allow God to work through you so that God is influencing them, or are you going to take over and influence the people? Okay. Yeah, it's, and it's important to, you know, now now that we've asked our nine-year-old what an influencer is, you know, I realize I've got some work to do at home yeah. 
to to teach him that it, it doesn't matter. You don't have to have a thousand followers. You don't have to hit that hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube to get a plaque to be somebody. Because God made you somebody, and, and you're made unique and and defined as how He has you made and more wonderfully made is what the, what the Word tells us, what the Bible tells us. Yeah, fearfully, Be- uh, beautifully and wonderfully made, knit together. So, you know, I've got some work to do to to set that right because. It's it's not about the amount of followers you got mm-hmm. or how many you got. It's about what you do with the ones that you got. Right now, I've got two little boys sitting at home who look up to their mom and daddy, and you know we got to make sure that we're setting the right tone for them, and you know not the influencers of the world on social media or Snapchat or as well as Ryan would say, Snapchat or yeah. <laughs> or anything. Um, this. The story here between, you know, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther is an amazing story. And then you you go on over into Daniel, and, you know, Daniel's another influencer that stood in the the gap, really. Stood in the gap when others wouldn't, and, you know, showed up and showed out for God. And fell on his face and just cried to God for the people because he worried for the people. Yeah. That's I, what we don't do anymore. We I mean, don't. could you imagine having to walk into a den of lions? Yeah. But he walked in there. He wasn't. The Bible never once tells us that he was fearful to walk in there. No. He calmed the king down. No. Oh, it's okay. I'm he good. Was, he, was, he was fearful for what was going to happen to the people if they didn't turn from yeah. their ways because he you know, had the vision of what what was to come? I mean, we know what's to come. We have the book. Yeah, it's you know, there's there's lots of influencers out there that are long gone that that we can draw our children to and, and can see because if if you don't know where you come from, you not you don't know where you're going. Is what I've always said. It's one of the reasons yeah. that I love to study history so much. Yeah. Um. And this is a big part of our history. I mean, this is who we are. Oh yeah, yeah. This you, is who we are. You got the Old Testament. You got to take the Old Testament with the New Testament and. These things that happen really did happen. They're yeah. they're actually there, and they're there for a reason. It's there for us to learn from. Yeah. I mean, history will repeat itself if we don't do anything different. Yeah, I mean, I think like a good you know to have Nehemiah's, um, you know, his plan of action because he had a plan of action. You know, I'm facing the challenges every day of life. He started with prayer, and he planned, and he was patient, and hopeful. You yeah, know? you don't you don't read anywhere where he was a bricklayer. Or a stonemason, or anything of that nature, you know, it's just like, like I, like we were talking earlier, you know, God called him to do a job, yeah, and He equipped him with the ability to be able to do that job, yeah. He didn't call somebody who was a stonemason to go do that. He called Nehemiah, and He gave Nehemiah what he needed to be able to do it, and He will do the same thing today. You know, the Bible tells us, but we have not because we ask not. Mm-hmm. You know. Just ask and be thankful for what you do have is very important. And that's one thing I try to make sure that we instill in our kids is to be thankful for what you do have. Yeah, because, I mean, he he had the resources from the king who who didn't follow God, but yeah. Nehemiah did. But he thought enough of Nehemiah that he gave him all the resources that he needed. So God used the king. Yeah, he, he used a person who didn't follow him. Yep. To help. to to help get the his people's wall rebuilt. I mean, he 
It's amazing how God can work. And, you know, even go over into Daniel and the king there didn't believe in God either. And you read in one chapter and he, Daniel's God is the God of gods. And then, you know, 14 verses later, he's right back to where he was at to all these other little gods. But God still used him. Yep. And, you know, it's it's just amazing to see. Oh, yeah, it is. It, it is. And and just and how Nehemiah dealt with people. And and like I said, you know, I, I am bad to say, okay, I'm not a leader. I really am not. I don't feel like I'm organized. I just, I will lead you. <laughs> I will lead you into a wall. But, um, but everybody is. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, everyone is a leader. Absolutely. And I can attest to that, that you are not very organized. <laughs> that's for sure. But You're getting better. It's, it's a work in progress. Again, God, God doesn't call the ones that are equipped. He equips the ones that he calls. That's right. He puts the right people in my path to help keep me straight. But um, but I, I just I, I, I really just think Nehemiah is a really cool guy um, because, you know, he— he came in, he assessed the situation, and then he went to the people, and then he gained the trust and the support of the people, and and, you know, and then he turned his plan into action. And then Nehemiah encouraged the people and invited them to come with him and to make it happen. And and so and these people were they were willing to do it because he you know Nehemiah didn't he didn't come in there with an overbearing um, personality. He just was for the people. And and it was for a greater good, and so he knew that, and he played his cards well because he knew if if I at one time take over and, and I, I push God to the side, this is going to fail. Yeah. And well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's issue a challenge out here to all, to all our CQM listeners. You know, take some time this week and study a little bit in Nehemiah. Don't just read it. The, the Second Timothy tells us that we are to study to show ourselves approved. You know, really get down in it and study it. And and if you have any questions, just go over to the hopeless to hope dot com and, and send an email. Just send a simple email to us, and we'll somebody will reach back out to you. But um, I'll I'll issue that challenge out there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge myself because it's probably been a, a hot minute since I read some of Nehemiah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get back in there and study some of it this week too. But I'll, I'll issue that challenge out there to all our listeners to, to spend some time in Nehemiah this week yeah. and and study up a, a little bit on how he he did things and how he had his prayed for discernment for God and and really just did what God called him to do. Very effective leader. He's a pretty amazing guy. Pretty amazing guy. So this was a uh, a kind of a, a short podcast this week, pitch hitting in for Pastor Ryle, but. It's been fun. Um, want to encourage you to definitely take the challenge. Go go and read Nehemiah. Um, if there's anything that you're dealing with or struggling with or anything that you need, definitely go out to hopelesstohope.com. Check out the website. There's tabs on there for about anything you can imagine. There's blogs on there that can really you can really get some hope and encouragement through those blogs. I know I've I've been blessed by reading them. Um, just Take time this week and spend a little bit of extra time with God. You know, I find the best time to talk to God is when I'm driving up the road. Yeah. Cut the radio off and just talk to God. You don't have to have your eyes closed to talk to God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we thank you for tuning in this week. We hope that you have a blessed and wonderful week. And we'll be back here next Friday morning at 9 o'clock to put out another podcast for you. 
Thanks. Y'all have a great day. Sweet, how sweet it is to trust in you, Jesus.